0: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. To start off the show, I've got I've to announce an important date that is, that is fast approaching. From the day what this, date is that? From the day this airs. November 4th, 1988. 1988?
1: Wow, flashback.
0: Was the first date between myself and Pam. Really? How about that?
1: How old were you guys that year? Oh
0: my goodness, I was a senior in high school.
1: Oh, <laughs> what did you take her to go do on your first date? We
0: went and saw, okay, get this. This is This is some serious game. You ready? We went and saw Halloween Four because that's the whole deal. <laughs> you took her to a horror movie. Well, that's the whole deal. You, every fella knows what I'm talking about. You go to a horror movie with the girl because there's likely she's going to get scared and lean in.
1: There you go, and, and cringe and cower down, yep. and you put your arms or and your so big you manly to, arms yep, around her.
0: You get. To, well, I was a little puny kid at the time, but um, you get to you get to be the protector, and I think that's what every man is, is striving for. And <laughs> then you know to spare no expense. We went and had dinner at Arby's. Ooh, yep. Two and,
1: beef and cheddars for five bucks.
0: <laughs> it was probably cheaper than that. It's 1988. <laughs> um, and then I took her home. <laughs> you know, it was it, the, whole, the whole thing was over like about nine thirty. And, and she went out
1: with you a second time. I remember the guy that took me to see Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre on our first date and. I didn't go out on a second date with him. I just oh. felt like it was such a poor choice. So okay. I'm impressed that Pam gave you a second. Well, and
0: she says yeah. from our conversation, she said she had some, con- some conflict of, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm really glad you did, baby. I'm glad. I'm glad we went out again because. I'm
1: glad you've because- redeemed yourself, Corey Allen. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, you married up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee I know I married up. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks hey, for sending. That spending- reminds me of a oh, card I have
1: to tell you about. Please do. It was a wedding card that I found in a store one time. I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to have to lay down in the floor to recuperate. It said, one of you is marrying up and the other one is marrying down, but congratulations to you both.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That fits. That fits. Well, this is sexy marriage radio where we love having just straightforward, honest conversations about life, love, marriage, sex, reminiscing about things, talking about pivotal moments, talking about problems. And one of the ways we do, help kind of get our shows in order and know which way to go is it's not just based on shannon and i uh, which we're not married to each other if you could kind of guess that from the intro there if i'm talking about my wife (laughs) pam um that one of the things we love though is we hear from our listeners and they send emails to us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and they help kind of add chum to the water at times on hey what if you guys chum i i did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, it's probably totally wrong for all you fishermen out there. Just c- feedback is sexy Tell me, but <laughs> it's one of those things that that helps us kind of set the stage of where we want to go. And that's what this episode is because somebody, exactly. somebody emailed in, had some praise about the show.
1: Yeah. But, a binge listener and yeah. yeah, very affirming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But I couldn't believe we had never come up with this idea ourselves, Corey,
0: right, but it,
1: for them to ask, what are the books that have shaped your views on sexuality the most? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, duh. I, mm-hmm. I can't believe that we've done uh, over 150 episodes together, and it's never even dawned on us to talk about the books that have shaped us.
0: Yeah, and that, so that's <laughs> a great idea. So what we're, where we're heading with this show is just we're going to talk a bunch of books today. And so I, I think I, I would love to hear from our listeners and the way you can let us know is feedback at sexymarriageradio Of the books that we are mentioning in this episode, what ha- what has been impactful of those? If you've read them, or what is what's been impactful for you? Because I want to involve the community in this. On tell us what's what's worked for you, what's helped, what's helped give you a different path to explore or a different thing to open up and 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 dive into to see. So. Go right. with go with a couple, and then I'll jump in, and we'll just kind of we'll kind of free fro, free flow this thing.
1: Okay. Well, I know that for me, with my book writing journey, it's been very very important to read a lot because no publisher wants to put a me too book out there. Mm-hmm. You have to know what's already been said, and then you have to come up with a fresh new take. So I immediately thought of what are the books that I relied on most to shape. My views for the books that I actually wrote. So going way, way back almost 16 years ago to the Every Woman's Battle series, I know that for me in focusing on what sexual integrity looks like, what emotional integrity looks like, the book Daily Meditations for Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood was huge. And I'll never forget finding this in a bookstore. Uh, Greg actually handed it to me and said, could I buy this book for you as a gift? Um, He knew that I had had lots of struggles being a very promiscuous teenage girl uh, back in my teen years. And this book was just so insightful because she doesn't just use words. I think that there actually is a book called um, Women Who Love Too Much, but this was daily meditations and it was cartoons. It was 365 cartoons that brought to life what it looks like when a woman is codependent, when a woman bends over way too far backwards to cater to a relationship, when a woman puts too much of herself out there to try to attract a man. And I definitely saw myself during my teenage years in those cartoons. And it was just an incredibly healing book for me. And for me, to be able to write a book on sexual and emotional integrity without having experienced that healing myself first would have been a huge challenge. So I always think back to Robin Norwood and how foundational finding her book was for me in my own sexual journey.
0: That's awesome. And that, that is interesting because I hadn't, and I don't even know why this didn't occur to me. But with the amount of work you have out there, the, what it would take to, to know you're not just reinventing. And stamping a ditto that is a lot of reading
1: yeah <laughs> is, it's that's, i have read a whole
0: range of things i mean that's kind of i've i've done similar not to the depth for sure because i only have the one book that's the major one i'm working on to to release this month i hope and um
1: And I'm excited about it because I read the manuscript last night and I wrote the forward last night. And I am, I am so pumped that you are finally getting this book down the pike, Corey Allen, naked marriage, be watching for it. Yeah,
0: But it's, it's one of those ideas of just, you've got to expand things and, and go deeper, but also take them from different paths that people haven't gone before. And,
1: well, and it stirs your thinking. I mean, absolutely. we, we have to stir one another's thinking we can, if we wrote books about things that only we knew about, but didn't glean from other people, they would be pretty flat books. I would venture to say that whenever I'm writing a book, I will read anywhere between 10 and 20 other books in preparation of writing that manuscript. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that just go and I've, and I've already written, I mean, gosh, I won't even go there. But yeah, I've read a ton <laughs> of books. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <Hard to French.
0: laughs> Yeah, no, I get it. Okay. That's yeah, good. Robin
1: Will would have to top my list. Okay. Most foundational. How about you? What what one and I I kinda went in chronological order, Corey. And maybe you want to go in a different order of of most to least impactful. I don't know. Do whatever now, you I, want. Yeah, I'm I'm
0: gonna go with most impactful. Um, which should be fairly obvious if you've mm-hmm. listened to this show at all. We
1: know who and your guru is. You have any is. history
0: with, with my thinking, but the 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 work that has shaped my processing and thoughts on marriage and sex the most is Passionate Marriage by Dr. Schnarch. And if you're not sure who that is, it's S C H N A R C H. Because everybody always asks if I hand that out. And his newest book, which is Intimacy and Desire, is is maybe even better because it's a, it's a little bit easier of a read, because my introduction to him was actually his textbook, quote-unquote, which is construct, Constructing the Sexual Crucible, which that is a hard, long read, but it walks you through how he came up with what he, what he does. and, But Passionate Marriage, I love the whole entire framework of just the idea that there's something else more going on than just intercourse, than just sex, that he, he does dive into this whole idea that I think is is quintessential to being human, which is the idea of creating intimacy with somebody else, to having a deep bond, a deep connection, which at the same time as it's going to provide a lot of joy, it's going to provide a lot of fear and a lot of discontent and uncomfortable moments. And we have to recognize there's something else at work, that it's not just, you know, if, if I'm uncomfortable with something, that doesn't mean there's something wrong. It just might mean, there's a bigger play, a bigger thing at play, and so when I was introduced to him in grad school, that was in my doc program, was when we had to read the first book on him, and it was just like, it just made sense to me. It just clicks on. That's where the whole idea of how you do life is how you do sex, and how you do sex is how you do life. That's that's his. And
1: and I have a big compliment for you, Corey. Are you? Are, do you have your seatbelt on? Go. And let's try to let's put a vice grip on your head to keep it from getting too big. Okay, as I was reading your manuscript last night, I could tell that Schnarch had really shaped your Mm -hmm. views. And I think that you have represented him very well, but it's your own unique voice. I think that if Schnarch were to read your book, he would be incredibly proud of you.
0: Good. Well, I'm sending it to him because I'm I'm asking for an endorsement. Plus, I want his sign. I want his sign off on it. I want I want people to know I'm not stealing. You know that's that's No, too you're important. not. This was
1: this was yeah. uniquely you. This is too but I can tell who had shaped your yeah. thoughts, and and it's just rock solid. It's yeah, just really you. rock solid.
0: Thank you. And so it is one of those things that his book is one of those that when I started reading it uh, with passionate marriage, it was a required reading in one of my courses. It it just the more and more I got into it, the more I'm like, this just makes complete sense on a uh, on a good way to do life. And, mm-hmm. and that that's just And that's, it's
1: obviously working for you.
0: I, I love it. I love it. That's that's Personally that would be and the foundational. Yeah, that would be the foundational book for me as far as shaping my view of relationships and love and sex.
1: Okay. Well, my next pick would have to be Doug Rosenau's book, A Celebration of Sex. Okay. I didn't know that such books existed in the Christian market, Mm -hmm. Uh, like the Robin Norwood book that I mentioned. Yeah. That was a mainstream book. I mean, Mm -hmm. she talked about higher power and that sort of thing, but never had I ever read a book that was just unapologetically Christian, but unapologetically sexual. And I mean, it's a pretty thick book. It's basically mm-hmm. a Christian encyclopedia right. of all things sexual. And so yep. that was really my first introduction into the Christian world of sexuality. And Doug Rosenau actually just took me under his wing way back in 1998. Uh, I spoke, uh, at a conference with him, the American association of Christian counselors world conference. He chose me to be on a panel with him. And so just becoming uh, a guru or him becoming my guru becoming a, what do you, what do you call that? A novice, a, a follower of a, a groupie just <laughs> yes. becoming a groupie of group has been um, very impactful for me. And I love that we've already had him on the show before. And I would encourage anybody over the age of 45 or 50 to find those shows and listen to him on baby boomer sex. Cause he is certainly uh, in that era of his life and is mm-hmm. still going strong is still teaching workshops like crazy and people who ask me where I got my training, I often tell them, you know, it's such a wide variety of different places. But if they really want focused, intensive training on all things sexual, Doug Rose Institute for Sexual Wholeness is is a place that I would highly recommend people look to. It's at Regent University mm-hmm. in uh, Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Very cool. So, yeah. I, yeah a celebration I, of Sex. I like his work. I've not I'm not as thorough in it, but I, I do like his work, and I love that he joined us. On the show because mm-hmm. he's got a, he's got a realness and a simpleness, just a straightforwardness to him that's like that's admirable.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't get awkward about the topic mm-hmm. at all. He's mm-hmm. so unapologetic about his own sexuality, mm-hmm. and it makes you comfortable enough to embrace your sexuality and then to help other people do the same. So I would definitely say that he he has influenced my entire ministry.
0: Yep. All right, so What's next for you, mine is the Art of Loving by Eric Fromm. This is an old seminal work that's been there for a long, long. I can't even remember the publication date. Would have been, I can't even remember when it was. It's it's been a, a long, long time. I know it's been republished. Now older than you? It's very likely it is because from. Uh, well, no, no, no. It's probably not just because From was nineteen hundred to eighty, nineteen eighty ish. I mean, so, but it's just. It. I love the idea because. I don't know. You you know this full well, and if you listen to our show, you know that love is a difficult thing to grasp, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, because because it's it's so fluid and it changes and it and it's it's dependent on the people and (laughs) and how how they define it. And so, Fromm was a psychologist, and he just talks about in that book the whole idea of how learning to love is an art. And by learning to love, you actually release and open up potentials of life that you haven't had before, that there's something else going on. And so it's got that whole, it's not a how-to kind of a book. It's a profound challenge you're thinking and kind of see it. So it's a right brain kind of a book. And it's short. It doesn't take a whole lot of time. It's the one I would recommend when I was first entering this field and I was working at the high school in Allen. I would actually recommend this book to, high, to juniors and seniors that I would see just because I wanted them to get a shape of love that's different than what society teaches. Yeah. And so it's one of those that I actually have a client. Um, that he, he was one of my favorites that worked with for quite a while, and he would read this book every year hmm. just because he considered himself a lover and he wanted to always be good at his craft.
1: And tell us the title of the book again. It's
0: called The Art of Loving.
1: The Art of Loving. By
0: Eric Fromm, F-R-O-M-M. And so it's, it's just, it's, I, I can't say enough about it. It's one that sits, it sits by in my nightstand. And so every so often I'll just stumble across and go, hey, and I'll start kind of reading parts of it again or all of it. And it's just, it's re- a very I remember
1: good his name from my master's coursework, but I've, I hadn't read any of his stuff. So, all it's, right, I'm putting it on top of my reading list. It's
0: a good one to start with because it's a good, just kind of a makes you think kind of a thing. It's good. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Well, I'm going to take a little detour off of the sexual path because with the work that I do over the past 20 years, I feel as if sexuality and spirituality are two sides of the same coin. And the more we work on our our sexual side, the more spiritual we become and the more spiritual we become, the better lover we become. Mm -hmm. And so I have to mention a spiritual book, Go. Um, but it's not just a spirit. It's actually two books. It's an author that has definitely shaped so many of my spiritual paradigms, um, I'm very eager to figure out a way to get to um, his Center for Action and Contemplation in Albuquerque, New Mexico to do some sort of workshop with him. But Richard Rohr, R-O-H-R, he is a Catholic priest, believe it or not, who decided that rather than leaving the Catholic Church and try to influence it from the outside in, he would be better off staying rooted and try to transform it from the inside out. But he is very much, he calls himself a mystic, which basically simply means that he embraces the mystery of who God is and that we will never fully understand him, Mm -hmm. but that um, our view of God is is so often skewed and therefore our views of ourselves are so often skewed and therefore our views of sexuality is so often skewed. But the two books that I've read of his, I mean, I've, I've read several, but the two that stand out the most in my mind, the first one I ever read of his is called The Naked Now. Learning to see is the mystic see. And it's basically a message on stop making everything into black or white, right or wrong, good or bad, and polarizing everything in our life. And looking, you know, coming across looking so legalistic mm-hmm. um, because we don't win friends and influence people, especially not to God, by taking that stance. And so, just learning to live in the now and consider everything sacred. There's, there's no such line between secular and sacred in his mind. He says that everything is sacred, from the roses on the bushes to the sewage in the pipes underneath our city streets. It's all. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about what God is, has done mm-hmm. to um, create man and to have a relationship with man and all of that jazz. So the naked now, but then um, I would have to say another book that I've read of his that's become my new favorite is called falling upward. The subtitle is a spirituality. Let me start that over again, <laughs> <laughs> a spirituality for the two halves of life. And he talks about how the first half of life is really about, understanding the rules Mm -hmm. of Christianity of the 10 commandments and what's okay and what's not okay and all that. But that really you get to a point in your life somewhere in your thirties or forties where the rules don't matter nearly as much anymore as just relationship. And that's when you start relaxing in your relationship with God and you can help other people relax in relationship with you because they don't fear your judgment. Mm -hmm. They don't fear that you're looking at them through that black and white lens that you look at your sin and everybody else's sin As simply your path toward God. So how can we not be grateful for it? Mm -hmm. And so having this dynamic translate into your marriage of, you know what? I'm not going to hold your sin against you. I'm not going to criticize you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm just going to love you. What are you learning about yourself? That has been absolutely transformational really in all my relationships, especially in my relationships with my children too. Um, They have made the comment so often, mom, you have so evolved. Through the years, and you've become such a safe person, mm-hmm. and that is like the greatest compliment that my kids can pay me. So definitely look into Richard Ward's writings.
0: That's good. That's good yeah. stuff. I like this because you're talking about things that I, I don't, I haven't read. It's like, hold on, hold on, slow well, down. You know, they, I actually <laughs> had this
1: conversation with a couple just last night. You know, they were in this big standoff, and the big issue with her not wanting to have sex with him is she just didn't feel safe. And when you peel that back, it's like, yeah, without trust in a mm-hmm. relationship, you don't have intimacy. And so to develop spiritual trust and spiritual intimacy is absolutely foundational mm-hmm. to developing really healthy sexual intimacy. You can't overlook that. You can't just fast forward to the physical, you know, yeah. touching each other's body without understanding how you have to touch the heart and soul first.
0: That's good. I like it. People
1: don't, was it people, people don't care how much, you know, till they know how much you care that yeah. applies to marriage too.
0: Yep. All right, so you, you switched gears, so I'm going to switch it as well. Because okay. Something that this is just pivotal for me in my life, uh, That how it came along um, 15 years ago, something like that, uh, or 10, 15 years ago, which would be Dr. Robert Glover's work, No More Mr. Nice Guy. Um,
1: We've just, gotten so many emails about yep. people reading that book.
0: Yep. And that's one that uh, just, you know, when I got the book in the mail, Uh, read it, and I felt like I was getting punched in the gut all the way through it, because it was like, dude, you are meddling. You are, you are coming (laughs) in way too close. You are, you're nailing it exactly as it is. And that's wrong. (laughs) You need, you need to stop. You need to move on. Because I had bought into the myth of happy wife equals happy life. And while I do believe our, one of our goals is to make each, you know, work to improve each other's life and and be supports for each other and be subject to one another. But I also believe as a man, I can't just be nice all the time to try to get what I want without ever putting out there what I want. And that's the whole manipulative nature of a nice guy. And so his work is one of the main ones I recommend to men I work with, to husbands I work with. It's, one, it's something we talk about in the Husband Mastermind group is we just walk through this idea of How do you move out of being a nice guy to being a more integrated man, to being a more solid man, to being a a man that's willing to stand up and stand for something and lead? And be
1: assertive and even aggressive when it calls for it.
0: Yeah, I I think of it in terms of I, I want to be a good man that leads and sets a tone for my life and for those that I'm around. That when I leave a situation, I've left an impact. I've left a mark. That it's it's not this whole hey, was he there or not? You know, it's that I I want I want people to yeah, I, that's worth being around. And so mm-hmm. there's a solidness to it. And Doctor Glover's work is is fantastic. Plus, he has additional things if you just go to drglover.com, dot com. I think is his site. Um, he has courses that he offers that you can go even deeper if the book resonates. Uh, I offer the husband mastermind group, which is. Along the same lines, but it's through a different lens that adds a little more Christian aspect. Because it's interesting, the three things I've mentioned, the three authors I've written mentioned, they're not; these aren't Christian works. So, if you are of that, they don't bent, have to be. No, uh, but I need to tell people ahead of time, especially if you're going to read Schnarch, that it's not; he's not Christian. <laughs> so,
1: and you better like profanity.
0: Yeah, he, he he's not vulgar, but he's straightforward and he he uses words that you'll never hear from a pulpit. So, um,
1: and that's okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I just it feel is. As if
1: we're in a day and age where it's so common in our everyday language, why shouldn't it be right. common in our conversations right. about all things sexual?
0: So he's um, he, but he's Dr. Glover's work is very, very good. Um,
1: and confidence is sexy. And yep. I love that he is teaching men how yep. to have confidence, not just play thing. a role that they perceive women want them to play. Because yep. I don't think any woman would say, yeah, I just want a nice guy.
0: Well, Maybe. I think they, they say that at the beginning. But, right. it, but in marriage, where it plays out, that's when we start to have problems. Hmm. Because now yep. all of a sudden, it's this whole, hold on, I don't feel like I'm actually with somebody that, that wants something. You just right. want what I want. And that, there's no challenge. There, there's no energy there.
1: Well, we have to remember how much energy there was in the attraction to the bad boy in high school. I mean, there's obviously something very chemical to that, which leads me to my next selection, for which, w-
0: which would be what?
1: Which would be Sex on the Brain by Dr. Daniel Amen. Okay. I feel as if the whole notion of getting out of the realm of sex is genitally centered or even ge- even that sex is spiritually centered and understanding just how mentally centered sex is that you know you've heard it said lots of times before that the largest sex organ is your brain mm-hmm. it's not your penis it's not your vagina it is your brain that's where it all starts that's where it ends that's that that's where it all happens and so um what I really loved about his book is that it it just opened my eyes to just how much of a part of lovemaking your mind really is. You have to get your head in the game. There's no way. And I'm constantly telling this to women. Somehow women think that they're supposed to lay there on the bed and let her, their husbands passively do something to them that's supposed to trip or trigger. And their minds are... A million miles away mm-hmm. and then they wonder why their husbands aren't making them orgasm it's like it's not your husband's responsibility to make you orgasm it's your brain's responsibility to make you orgasm your husband is just playing a small part in making it a little bit more fun for you but just take mm-hmm. encouraging people to take ownership of their mental capacity to create sexual arousal mm-hmm. and to create desire and to create orgasm because orgasm You feel it between the legs, but it's actually happening in your brain.
0: Right. Right. And that's the whole thing that I still, to this day, have some jealousy when you're talking about the differences between the genders and specifically (laughs) orgasm. Because a woman seems to be the type of creature that can have a full body kind of thing. With we have
1: no refractory period.
0: Well, that's don't even. Have, now you're just. Now you're just. Kind we, of I, I'm, gonna no, I'm gonna rub no, it I'm gonna rub it in, Corey. I'm so gonna my rub next, it in. My next book is okay. no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, now it, I mean, let me start from the top. We have twice as many nerve endings. Yep. The male penis has four thousand nerve endings. The female clitoris has eight thousand. We have three ways to orgasm. Men yep. have one. Uh, we can have a G-spot orgasm, we can have a clitoral orgasm, or we can have a blended orgasm with mm-hmm. both at the same time, and we have no refractory period. So, yeah, why would women want a shotgun when they already own a semi-automatic?
0: Right. The I'm- vagina
1: is the is the pinnacle of God's creation. So, yeah, na-na-na-boo-boo. All
0: right, well. Uh, <laughs> no
1: penis envy on my part. <laughs>
0: fair enough. So, um, that's a nice segue into my next book, which has nothing to do with sex. Um, but it has to do with how we do life, and that's the work from Donald Miller. Um, really? Absolutely.
1: Blue Like Jazz?
0: Okay, Blue Like Jazz is how I was introduced to him.
1: I love I, that book. I
0: do too. Walking through a bookstore, saw the title, and thought, I'm buying that book. It was just because of the title, and then specifically the subtitle of Non-Religious Thoughts on Christian Spirituality. I was like, okay, <laughs> that rings true to a legalistic dude in the way I was raised or at least the environment I was raised in. I was I, I, Kudos to my parents for not being legalistic, but we were raised definitely in that environment.
1: Well, then, if, if you were raised in the Bible Belt, you got some right. of that smeared on you.
0: But then the one that is most impactful of his is the one that is follow up after all of the stuff that went, went really well and blew up with Blue Like Jazz. He then wrote A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And that's the book that has shaped Pam and I's marriage. Really, because it's helped us frame everything we do, even our sex life, in the lens of a story of are we creating a good story and so it take it's made it to where we don't now all of a sudden, or at least for me i I'll, I'll speak for me. I don't look as a sexual encounter with her as the end of a story. it's part of a story, and so how Faga do how do I epic. maintain all of this through a different framework that I see? It's something bigger going on, that there's something I'm inviting her to. And so I love the whole premise of his book is based off of his life because he's a very, very good memoir kind of a writer. That he just kinda, He's very real, he's very approachable, he's very straightforward, and he's funny, and he's Christian. And so that's a great combination, but he, he frames the whole concept of to have a good story, you would have to have a character you care about. That character has to want something, and there has to be a, a climactic ending.
1: Attention and applause, right? Yep.
0: And so it's just that if you add that to your life and to your marriage, I think it makes it takes us beyond the okay. What's the schedule for tomorrow? And it makes us at least have a concept of what else are we doing? Are we doing something meaningful? Or you know, am I doing something that's impactful? And so that has helped frame for me just this whole mindset and and mission of Sexy Marriage Radio, of Simple Marriage, of a book, of the way we parent, of everything. Because this the premise, or one of the questions he asks is, is if your life was a movie, would you want to go see it? Ooh. You know, and the same, <laughs> absolutely. And if you're into, which we're not recommending porn, but if your sex life was a movie, would you want to see it? And so how do you spice things up? And that's where... Just that simple framework changes things of like, you know what? I don't want just boring monotony in my life. I want some variety. Adventure. Yeah. I want I want something bigger going on. And that's one of those things. And it's worth
1: tolerating the tension to have that kind of adventure.
0: And this this had I, I think this is a God thing because when this book came out, I was waiting for it. The million miles in a thousand years, and it came in the mail. And this was when my kids were toddlers. When it first came out, I, I pre-ordered it, so it shows up. And for whatever reason, God kind of cleared the path because I read the thing in less than twenty-four hours with kids home. Wow! <laughs> I was home for I had a, I had a couple of days where I was just home with them, and they just let me read. And and anytime they came up to it in, to interrupt, I was at a chapter break or something where it just fit. Wow. And it was just like okay, I'm done. That, that's a good read, you know, and it's just because Mm -hmm. something, it captured something in me. Yep. So,
1: yep. Well, Hey Corey, uh, speaking of stories and how it unfolds, here's the thing. I suggest that we wrap up this episode and we do a part two and we continue this conversation. Cause I think that you and I have, uh, we're, we're we're bookworms. I feel like there's so much more that we could offer to people in the way of insight and inspiration. So how about we do a part two?
0: Okay. Well, Uh, way to call, way to just change the story.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just prolonging it so that we can savor it even more. Okay.
0: Yeah. And uh, again, this is one of those things too, for listeners that we want to hear from you of, of what's impactful, what helps you because you, you tune in every week to sexy marriage radio. And, and I thank you for that. And, our words are being shaped by what we're talking about. I mean, that's that's kind of how we have evolved to who we are. Because it does take a village to raise people and to impact and, and challenge thoughts. And so I would love to hear from our, our listeners as well.
1: Absolutely. And Corey, this whole thing that we're about to launch with our special new club... I definitely think this needs to be part of it. Encouraging other people to contribute their videos go. about the things that have shaped their sexual and spiritual views the most. The things that have, have helped their marriage mm-hmm. the most. That's good. So I'm excited. Okay. This is cool.
0: <laughs> well, all right. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. And um, if you haven't read or come across some of the stuff, head to the library. Come on. What are you doing? You know, Amazon, You can have the you can have the book in under a minute. It's amazing the world we live in.
1: Yeah. Well, this has yep. been
0: Sexy Marriage Radio. We're glad you take some time to spend it with us. We'll see you next yep.
1: time. Yep. We love you for listening. See you next time. If you've benefited from this podcast, consider becoming a member of the Bed Buddy Club. Your financial support will help take Sexy Marriage Radio to the next level and enable Corey and Shannon to strengthen many other couples. Learn more at sexymarriageradio.com by clicking on the purple button.